Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge. Today, David Morrison and I are joined by Jacob Nedia. We are going to talk about um, monk drums, drum circles, and kind of how that has informed the community and how that has become a part of the community as well as um, a thing David had created called the Convocation. And we step through that. But before we get into that, thank you to Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Thank you to Jacob Nedia at Monk Drums. Uh, if you want to learn more about Desert Rain Community, theruined.com is a place to go. drcrpod.com is a place to go for other episodes. Uh, if you'd like to pick up a copy of David's book, please go to dreamwalkerway.com. You can also go uh, to Kindle, and uh, David is officially a paid author from Amazon. Congratulations, David. And uh, if you'd like to uh, see the American Sign Language translation, YouTube is a place to find that. Uh, If you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio, Dispatches from the Verge. David Morrison. Word up, G. What's happening, Holmes? Jacob Nedia. <laughs> boom, baba, boom, baba. <laughs> That's our street cred there. Um, <laughs> We're from Northeast El Paso. Good day, folks. Today, hold on, give me, uh, do another, it one more time, Jacob. Another mic check. Yeah, you're good. Mike sounds good. You're good. Um, drum circles. So you were on last month. We talked a little bit about monk drums and sort of how that, the craftsmanship, the origin story and the craftsmanship of that sort of informed your your meditation practice. And um, through that, Desert Rain has facilitated, I, I don't even know, how many drum circles do you think, David, that DR has facilitated over the years? Oh, probably like counting when we did it on Sunday mornings. And convocation. Convocation. And oh, man. Yeah, at least 100 or more. So uh, anyways, today's episode, we're going to explore that and um, look at uh, sort of how that came to be here at the community and... Um, you know, depending on where the conversation ebbs and flows, uh, sort of some of the um, layout or format, maybe that it seemed to be be helpful for for people. So um, maybe you kick us off this time, Mr. Morrison, and just right. sort of how how the the drum circle came to be part of the the community, and we'll go from there. Was well, part of the community. It was because of monk drums, so. You know, Jacob was building these drums. So we had a lot of drums lying around. So we thought mm-hmm. we should use these drums. <laughs> but before that, I remember so much about your dad. <laughs> uh, so Ernie, uh, Jacob's dad, um, we kind of simultaneously became very interested in in uh, First Nations mm. people and getting relationships and connections with 
with them. Right. Um, we went to a couple of conferences and that kind of thing. And, and so and we, on a episode a couple of weeks ago, you talked about your guys's connection um, with them at the, the prison. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The native program mm-hmm. there. And, and so we gifted Ernie and Linda and the church, uh, which at the time was Vineyard Chaparral. And then it became blended nation fellowship. Mm. We gifted them with a, a giant drum, a Abu drum, uh, and they incorporated it into their meetings, uh, opened up every, I think they still do. Yeah, they do. So they opened every Sunday with a drum circle, a, a, a group of people around a very large drum. That's amazing. Yeah. And then when I was more Pentecostal in those days, this was like 20 years ago or more, I would, I would quote unquote prophesy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, it's just a silly way of saying being poetic, <laughs> attempting <laughs> attempting to be profound. But I would say things like, I was in the habit at that time saying things like, um, uh, something like in the medieval in the medieval period, uh, the spirit anointed the the instrument of the pipe organ. And it was an anointed instrument. That's very Pentecostal language nice. there. <laughs> and then it became the guitar. Uh-huh. Uh, but in these last days, it's the <laughs> drum because it's the heartbeat of God getting closer and closer. That's and that, amazing. That kind of thing. And so it was kind of that came from that kind of That's really good. spirit. Yeah. And <laughs> it is. Actually, yeah. really I'm embarrassed to buy it now, but it well, I can, I can tell by the way, just by the look on your yeah, face, your hesitance to bring it up. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was kind of the, the origin of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked about <clears throat> last, last time you were on with us, which the way it'll spread out will be basically about a, these episodes will be about a month apart. So, Last month when you were on with us, uh-huh. you talked about sort of the origin story of making the physical drums. Yeah. So maybe you could visit the origin story of, of taking those drums that were then made and sort of bringing them into this... Uh, drum circles? Exactly, or, yeah. Or the drum, yeah, yeah. Uh, I That was cool because I just started getting invited to a lot of... Oh wow! A lot of gigs. Like people would, people found out that I had drums, and I didn't actually. I don't. I don't think I actually even knew a whole lot about drum circles at the time. I probably didn't, and I just started getting invited to a bunch of drum circles, like because I had drums, and that became a way of showing them and then selling them, because you know. People wanted to, after they'd play them, they'd want to buy one and they'd, they'd visit the website and buy a drum or something. But then I, the certain, the, the actual community circle of friends just got bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. because of that. So that was like, um, that was a a lot in Las Cruces down at the, uh, farmer's market. Mm -hmm. That was really nice. And, and then, man, there's, I was surprised at how many people really did these drum circles. And some people, I met people that did them very intentionally. Right. Very, with, yeah. yeah, with, uh, it, it was, um, it was a, a surprise to me 
to see how many people would come up to me and say things like, um, Hey, these, uh, this, this drum is so beautiful and I could just feel, you know, how, uh, you, you obviously handmade these things. And they were like, I, I did, I feel such, a such, so much more connected mm. because you made this thing. And I also heard that you live out in a community. What's that? So I'd start telling people like, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, it, it got, it, it got moving. It got moving pretty fast like that. I even got invited to uh, NMSU is a, an event called New Mexico Day of Percussion. And they had me do a workshop with, I had my own workshop there while yeah. like the workshops were like professors doing stuff. And mine was on creativity. And, <laughs> and, and I was, I was like, no, oh yeah, I think it was creativity and musicianship, and I was just like, "Come on, how am I going to do this?" <laughs> so like, I, I'm just a woodworker, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I took uh, I took Eric Bozeman <coughs> with me, <coughs> and I think we have footage from that event. Maybe. Yeah, it's possible, but yeah, and and then it worked really good. It was a very popular workshop and i was i was super humbled by it i was surprised I, I never thought that would happen i never thought isn't there a utep connection too utep also plays monk drums they have a uh, they have a what the, what you call a world drum ensemble hmm. so world drums aren't like a, a, a latin percussion or they're not specific percussion it's a world drum instrument yeah. so they get around like uh, contracts and stuff mm. like that. Like, you know, if, if they have a contract to play congas by one manufacturer, they could get around that and play monk drums by saying, well, it's not a conga, it's a world drum. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see, I see. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. pretty cool. It's yeah, a pretty yeah, cool yeah. idea that they have just because they really like the monk drums. But I, I was very surprised, man. I didn't know people would take to them like that that humbled me yeah it was pretty amazing i mean and even uh i know for a while star city was having it wasn't a drum circle but they were using them to to teach basic drum lessons and stuff and sort of had it as a community event for a while so that was pretty cool yeah and then it became um also a canvas for artists mm, so right. it was like hey i'm i'm not I don't consider myself an artist um, in that way that I can, you know, that I want to see them made a certain way. I just, I really don't have a, that great of an eye for things like that even. Uh, and so I'm quick to, you know, hire out a, a, a artist to paint them or, you know, do some custom look on them. And it really that got popular. Mm -hmm. That got pretty popular, and we had some incredible artists um, working on them. I don't. I don't even want to start saying names because then if I leave someone out, well, the, I don't want to. You know, the two that come to mind to me for me, uh -huh. Andre, your son, yeah, yeah, did course. some of the most beautiful, beautiful monk ones. drums I had seen. And then, um, unfortunately, it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, the beloved community, big time in Las Cruces. So cool. um, 
they took the panels right and that painted them so out cool. yeah and brought them back to you and you assembled it yep and then i think they auctioned it off as a fundraiser or something but each member of the beloved community participated in the artwork in some way shape or form and i remember that one turned out it was very nice yeah. yeah what um, was even nicer about that i thought was that we just we just redefined the way we can make a drum they were like uh, is there any way we could like have us have the drum like just in pieces and then mm -hmm. we paint yeah. it because I think some people were in another area. They couldn't mm -hmm. come down oh, here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't want to send a whole drum mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. So we just sent flat sides mm -hmm. of the drum unfinished. They painted, sent it back. Then I assembled it. And I was, that was, that's cool to that be able amazing, to work yeah. with people, you know, because you can't do that with, I don't care who your, your drum company is. They're not going right. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, cool. No, that's man. all right. right. <laughs> when I think they also did it, I think there was people in different locations. And then I think they even did multiple events where they had people painting it. Anyways, um, one of the things you mentioned a few minutes ago, David, was uh, incorporating it into um, the Sunday service. Um, and, and what was sort of your your inspiration and an idea around that and, and just what it what would it look like? on a typical Sunday when, when we would do that. Before we got lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, like I said, it was a more of a convenience cause we had drums, mm, right. the inventory was here. So we should use a, you know, use them. And, and, but part of it is also, uh, part of the motivation was, um, a, a drum circle is very participatory. And it's uh, egalitarian. So, for example, in our charismatic days, it would have been uh, the gifted solo artist, mm. worship leader up there with the guitar, and and he and he's Johnny cashing it up, Elvis <laughs> or Elvising it up, or Fre Elvis. French Elvis. Yeah. French Elvis. <laughs> Actually, they're all trying to be. Episode. All of them are trying to be you too, basically, right? <laughs> These days. Uh, you too doesn't even want to be you too. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's kind of a star approach. Right. Um, and so that's kind of anti-antithetical to our values. At least we want to be more inclusive and more right. encourage participation. So the mm -hmm. times when we've done drum circles, at, like in a park, in a public space, People, you know, just random strangers will come in and mm. pick up a drum and start playing, you know, and can't do that if there's someone performing, doing a gig. Right. Or even uh, if there's multiple right. people with guitars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if you yeah. don't know how to play a guitar, you're you're immediately. Right. Yeah, exactly. Not included. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, so, th so there's definitely that. I wanted to communicate that. And we just haven't had anybody really step up to uh, lead us in music anyway. Mm. And, and we didn't really have the energy to do that. I don't have the energy to fight with a worship leader. Right. That kind of thing. Just not, you know, it just became old for us, you know. So the drum circle became much, uh, much more accessible and, and more of who we were. Yeah. Or who we are now. Well, I know as, you know, my early, early days in the community, um, 
the, the services were built around or not built around, but included the, the drum circle. And, you know, it was one of the sort of, you know, what you're talking about. I, I had that experience, right. Yeah, being, yeah. being the outsider, being the, the new guy, if you would, and, and not having very little musical talent, but also being like, Oh yeah, I can, I can hit, hit the top of this thing. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know? just follow someone else and who knows what they're doing. And, yep. and uh, right. you know, and it, it's funny cause mm-hmm. one of the, for me, one of the magical things about drum circles is it can start off kind of clunky. Yeah. But three minutes in five minutes in, there's a weird the zone synergy. Hits, you know? Yeah. That hits um, where it's like all the drums are speaking with one another, you know, and it's a really beautiful and, you know, and sometimes that can last 10 minutes and sometimes it can last 30, 40, you know, however long. And it just, it's, um, it's the mystery for me of, of the drums is, is how they, cause it doesn't just happen every now and then it's pretty consistent where they start having that back and forth and communication and everything. Um, do either one of you remember the first drum circle you guys led? through the community because you you said you were getting invited to them but it at some point the the community i know started hosting them i know we used to do them on sunday nights before monk drums because we had a bunch of percussion percussion stuff small Mm, items so So that was sort of the early days yeah probably about what i guess the same time when yeah your dad got the big drum yeah because we had a Shortly right. after that, yeah, we had a uh, your parents invited a drum maker from right. Jackson Hole, of all places. Oh, right? nice. Good he old traveled all, so so they ordered a, a they needed wow. a replacement from the one that we gave them because ours wasn't really it was more of a show drum was it? It couldn't be used, you know, weekly uh, or or with the the amount of that yeah. they were, and so so they ordered a, a another drum. And the guy said, well, it doesn't really, I don't want to make the drum and then send it, mail it. And this thing, you know, we're talking, uh, what is that, uh, four foot diameter? It, yeah, it's yeah. probably about four foot circle. Yeah, this is a large drum, yeah. about two feet high. Uh, and so it's the guy... Not, not something you're going to easily ship yeah, <laughs> via FedEx. Yeah. And plus the guy said, I want to experience, mm. you know, I want my intentionality and my presence to be in the drum making. So he came and stayed here. He, he drove all the way down here yeah, a little, right. with a little pool trailer. And right. uh, he was an older guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he said he was either Cheyenne or Shoshone. I can't remember, but yeah, you're right. He was actually a native tribal drum. Maker. Yeah. A drum wow. keeper kind drum, of guy. Right, and, exactly. So he came all the way down here and stayed with us. And the best thing was that he, for me anyway, was, uh, <laughs> Right in front on our back porch right there one morning, he just pulled out his guitar and he started singing Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. And I was like, I, lo- I love this guy. Like, can we and keep you? Why. He's like, no, that's not yeah. how it works. And so he had us breathe into the drum. The community got around the, the drum at, before he sealed it. Right. We breathed into it. We did a ceremony to bless the drum into life, to birth it. Uh, it was a very powerful thing. So, so along with that large drum, he made... Uh, our community here, a smaller uh, uh, Celtic drum, mm. uh, which it really isn't Celtic. It's it gets it gets it gets accused of being Celtic 
uh, but Celtic doesn't really. The charges win. don't stick. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I mean, just because Celtic women play it all the time. And uh, was that, that other stupid thing? Uh, not that Celtic women are stupid. Uh, they just happen to play this drum. Uh, it's just not my favorite kind of music. Uh, you know, that one where the guy's prancing around. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're. I'm not. Lord of the Dance. That oh. that very. Yeah. The river dance. River style. dance. River okay. dance. You know, and all that. Oh, stuff. So th- there's those kind of drums. I forgot the name of them. They have the double. Yeah, yeah. Oh, double side. Where it bounces back. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he made us one of those with a Celtic design on it, and uh, that's right. And so I, I think with a with a goat hide, right? Yep. yep. Uh, that's right. I remember. So, uh, so yeah, so I forgot where we're going with that. So yeah, so even way the, back, the origin story of the community. Yeah, so that leading was, drum circles and I mean that was almost twenty years ago now, right? Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's why I, it's coming back as you say it. I'm like, wow, I forgot it. Yeah, so we've been, so yeah, the monk drums was kind. Of, I guess came in in the middle of all that, and then we pushed it into a higher gear. Then. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember the fr- yeah. So yeah. it's it, we just kind of just an evolution over over the life of the community. Yeah, yeah, right. A right. slow evolution, yeah, for sure. Because then we met the Illumin guys what five years ago. What, is that or is so? That how long ago that was? Yeah, it's got to be longer than that because you guys already knew them yeah. when I showed up. Yeah, that's right. And I'm right about I'm a couple months short of being here five years. Well, I enrolled in the. The, the living, living school, school, yeah, with the Center f- for Action and Contemplation. And then from there, got invited to, uh, it was, it, he he named it as a drum circle, but it's it's not, it's a, they call it a council, hmm. they're official. But yeah, there's this right, group, right. Uh, it's a movement called Illumin, as in Illumination and Men. <laughs> uh, get it? Get it? Huh? Isn't that clever? <laughs> they got a clever name. Uh and they got a 501c3. Nonprofit, baby. <laughs> and that's, you know, Richard Rohr used to do, uh, quote unquote, men's work, mm-hmm. men's initiation, rites of passage, that kind of thing. Right. It was mostly uh, CEOs who, <laughs> who were, try, who were uh, yeah, trying to, trying rep- to get initiated. repent from being workaholics <laughs> like every like every 80s and 90s uh, family comedy movie, right? Right, yeah. Son, I know I haven't been around much, my, but my, things are going to be different now. The music my favorite plays, version oboe being, playing in the background. My favorite oh, version wow. being Elf. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. He, so we ended up going, and they did drumming at the beginning of this council, this, oh, this meeting. Oh, okay. And so... I guess I forgot about So that. I enjoyed that part of it. Um, that was good. Yeah. That was good stuff. And so from there, yeah, then we developed the convocation from that, from inspiration from that and the Quaker stuff that we had been doing probably 10 years ago. The uh, circle of trust, right. building a circle of trust right. uh, and, and that kind of thing. So it kind of combined yeah. several right. traditions and sewed it up together and, and came up with this thing called the convocation. Yeah, and before we jump into that, I would be interested yeah. to hear your, as far as the Lumen group, sort of what your takeaway or interaction with that because i i like that group i enjoyed that group um it was a good uh format that they use it's it's actually some i've had some 
very profound experiences with that group. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it, it's powerful. I, I, I endorse. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a thumbs up. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, I, but I have I had experiences with Native American yeah. sweat lodge, and mm. not only sweat lodge where they take it's a different type of drum. But uh, all, not only sweat lodge, but also medicine ceremony. And they take this drum in there called a water drum. If you could picture like a iron, the bottom half of mm. like an iron bowl or pot. And they wrap a rawhide over it. And it's like, a, like maybe, maybe a, a, it's, it's a, the drum head itself is probably only like, eight inch circle, mm. you know, just stretch this rawhide over it. And they put like same, same thing that, that the native drum maker that David mentioned made, uh, they, they put this thing together the night of the ceremony or right. the night of the sweat lodge. And it's powerful, man, that drum, they put water in it inside the drum and they breathe into it. They even put a little bit of the earth into into mm. it before they close it up. It's it's a powerful thing that yeah, they're doing incredible. here, putting in the elements and you breathing life into it. Mm. And then, I mean, sweat lodges go on for a long time. They're mm -hmm. brutal, uh, but ceremony, medicine ceremony, uh, that's all night. Mm. It's an all night. It's an yeah. All it's night literally thing. right. You were there. <laughs> they did it here for like two or three times. <laughs> We've done a number sun of sun down to sun up. They isn't are it? brutal, and yeah. but uh, some profound stuff goes on, mm -hmm. right? But one thing that I, it, it, it's just so uh, um, life changing, honestly, and it seems silly to say because it's just a drum, but the the way they drum that is just so unlike anything I've ever heard. Mm, I expected to hear, you know, Hollywood, uh, Native American, do, 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 you know? Sounds like, it's more like the soundtrack to Jaws. Right. It was nothing like that, man. It's so powerful. The, the tempo all all night long is just and there it it comes to life it comes to life on you and when they tip they tip the 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 drum from while they're playing it they kind of tilt it and the water hits the drum head on the inside and it changes the pitch momentarily. So it'll it gets lower once it's wet. After it's wet, it gets high and then it gets low again. And it's just like this. There's something that the native people knew that these people just knew that we lost. And yeah. I don't know what it is, but something in there is just, it, it's in us. Right. It, and it speaks to you. That drum just talks. And it, I, I, we, I had to do that ceremony so many times because I had to include all my kids, my wife, because I said, oh, we, we gotta, we yeah. gotta go through this as a family. And I was losing my sons at that time. Mm -hmm. I had, my sons were going through it, man. They were going through it. One of my boys 
it just completely changed his life. Mm. It's bizarre how it changed his life, but he was, he was ADHD. He was, uh, I mean, this didn't fix anything. It just gave him an insight that I think what I think in our, in our Pentecostal evangelical experience, you know, we, I think, uh, I think we sterilized a lot of stuff to mm. death to the point where it bored our kids to death. And when I discovered this, uh, I got invited to the medicine ceremony. Uh, man, it changed my whole family's life. These yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, big time. Well, to go back to what you said, it probably didn't fix it, but your son was then able to integrate oh, those man. parts of aspects yeah. of his life. The things that, that we try to, to pass on to our kids that we, we want to teach them how to pray. But then I think they come into our churches and we've sterilized that so much that they're like, oh, come on, man. I don't, I'm not Flanders. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, Hey neighbor. Right. They don't like that. It just, it's not, it doesn't connect them to life. It's kind of like a time where they, disconnect from life and go into this time capsule yeah. and learn to pray the Bible uh, story or the Bible verse. And they don't know what to do with that. What, what does that do with my life? But then native people, wow, they just have this powerful medicine ceremony that is, it's like a rite of passage. It's like a male initiation. It's like uh, they, they even call it a birthday ceremony mm. and they, they do it in, uh, in a, a time of season where we're, we're, we're coming into the uh, uh, spring. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's still freezing out here in the desert, but we're, we're coming into that. And so they're preparing you for this, kind of rebirth experience it's powerful man it's so powerful when i when i put my sons through that they were like oh yeah dad's not flanders <laughs> <laughs> we're like this 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 is the real thing this is different it, it blew them away yeah. man. it blew them away well, you know and i feel that's you know the spirit that's what the spiritual life should do to you however you come to it you're gonna you're gonna get it at some point you're going to be blown away by it in either small ways or a significant, you know, one significant yeah. ceremony yeah. Yeah. to oh, inform, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it's, oh, yeah. it's interesting. I think, uh, is it William James? Um, one of the things he would talk about is a, a spiritual experience of the, um, educational variety. So a bunch of mm -hmm. small things happening over time that, equate to a huge you know to a, a ceremony like wow. this yeah. um or you know having a oh with the the flaming heart experience that you did yeah, you with know. communion where you're you're just kind of yeah. smacked on your ass in in a quick uh, a fail swoop and neither one being right or wrong right like just different yeah, experiences yeah. informing different people it's an awakening oh yeah, exactly Awakening and a transformation. And you spend the rest of your life figuring out what did I awaken to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and some people trying to go back to sleep. They're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no thanks. I've been trying to go back to sleep since I was 12 years old. Oh, yeah. I've been um, able to nod off a couple times. That's about it. <laughs> the 
so this, I mean, that's a good segue to this idea of ceremony, which is effectively what the convocation is. It's a, it's yeah, a, yeah. a, well, less, I, less actually you, you describe it. I'll, I'll fuck it up. So you just, you describe <laughs> it. <laughs> well, the ceremony, yeah, is a hardcore long, like you said, you know, the, it's all night. Whereas the convocation is more of a, uh, small glimpses, mm-hmm. many small glimpses, you know, so less intense, uh, letting the pressure out slowly kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's just kind of a com. it's, it's not that big of a deal, but it's, it's just, no, a, that's not true. It is a big deal. I mean, it was just something we cooked up for the younger people here, which, which had a profound effect on them. Mm-hmm. I think they, so. They, they have yeah. both. Come, they've come to you and me, and, and yeah, said, yeah. and they even, you know, they even took it up on their own for a while, and were hosting right, convocation. Yeah, so, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't think to minimize it, I feel right. is unfair okay. to the <laughs> to the situation. You know. Yeah. So, what what do you want me to say about it? Just exactly about what it is. Just just describe. Yeah, so it's it's a very intentional gathering. So there's no chit chat like on Sunday morning. We you know it's a very fast and loose. It's part of it's just getting together. Whereas the convocation, there's no there's no real conversation uh, off the. It's more scripted, if you will, more intentional. Script, yeah, scripted and intentional. And so sure. yeah, so we would read the same thing every time. It was meant to be ritualistic, mm-hmm. and so. So something I wrote up, like, um, so the opening, the gathering is, is uh, convocation means listening together. That's what the word actually means. So that's what the point is, to listen to what your soul would speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we listen together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the drumming puts a joyful noise into the world. To some, it's an act of worship. So that includes, you know, those of a more mm-hmm. theistic Christian kind of background mm-hmm. to others it just burns off nervous energy that's for the more secular humanist <laughs> among us right and negative emotions uh so we do so we would do a yeah a round of drumming and, and you just keep doing it until it resolves itself usually right a, a drum circle usually takes on a life of its own mm-hmm. and then it just kind of right drains out Fade, fades to black. fades out yeah. Yeah, yeah and then we would go into a silent uh, prayer and meditation, so practice silence together. And I think uh, that that's a a hat tip to the Quakers, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, for sure. And Thomas Keating, yeah. the centering prayer. Mm-hmm. So and that and that opens you up, makes your reception greater to you know, and you're open to compassion, open to a greater empathy and insight. Um, and then in that state, the soul might speak its truth, which is very Quaker. Yeah. Uh, if you use Pentecostal language, then the Spirit would speak to you. Mm. Uh, Jesus would speak to Jesus. you. Jesus. The Jesus. Uh, and so, yeah, so then the guidelines, which is also adapted from the Illumin uh, group, uh, to speak from the heart, speak spontaneously, uh, listen intently to others, and let the soul speak. And then you you don't you respond to, when someone does speak, there's no crosstalk, just like in Alcoholics Anonymous, so uh, in recovery groups. So you just say, simply say thank you, and and they, you know, so there's just an acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah, so that the group becomes a non-judgmental presence for someone to be able to speak. And what, uh, and I think a, a big po- for me to interject there one yeah. one important part about that 
as an observer, you know, I participated in some of these was the fact that there were siblings, people that had yeah, grown, grown yeah. up together and, right. and to really focus on like, this is not a space for trying to fix your little brother or the, right, you know, the yeah. kid you play with yeah. across the street. It's exactly. it's just about being here and being present for each exactly. other. Yeah. It's a different approach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so you keep focus on the flame in the middle. So you don't even really look at each other. The point is to kind of look at the center of the, the, the circle and, and just so that you're, you're, you're more intent on listening than right. than having a conversation. Um, and then, yeah, and then everything's confidential. That's very important. Uh, there's no crosstalk allowed. And then you let the meeting go uh, when it's over. You just let it go and don't really mm -hmm. talk about it even afterwards, you know. Minimally speak about it. And they, yeah, and because they were teenagers, they would get very religious about that. You know, you can't talk about it. You know, thought it like a fight club kind of thing. You know? uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. But but yeah, just to respect the anonymity of everyone there, mm -hmm. uh, which is also a recovery principle, right? Um, Very nice. And so so yeah, so then then we would check in with each other, you know, and you just speak. We do this on Sundays, especially when we do it online. Mm -hmm. um, right, right. You know, speak three words, or you know, how you feel, or why are you here tonight? Just get in touch with what you're feeling at the moment. Get in touch with why you're even there. Um, then we introduce a text of some sort. It could be a scripture. It could be a story. It could be a poem, uh, that sort of thing. And then, uh, and then there'd be uh, questions yeah. for each. So, so you respond to the text that was read. Uh, and these are these are open-ended questions. Where you know that are by talking about a third thing, by talking about the text, a third thing, mm -hmm. you're really talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what your soul is is actually thinking. And so so those questions are, yeah, that's the only skill that's really needed is to to be able to come up with insightful questions, you know. And uh, since I have a, a English literature background, teaching background, yeah, yeah, I have to, always had to come up with right. questions to digest a text, you know. And well, get, for, you know, from my perspective, too, I was always blown away by the, the, um, the readings that you would bring to the meetings, those, those to me were always the most, the questions are important, but it, you know, I think just as important is the, the reading or the poem or, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever the introduction verses, if you will. And it, you know, not verse in the sense of scripture, but just in, yeah. in what it was. And, and those, those to me were the, the, you know, having you, have such a wide range of things you've interacted with and yeah. read and listened to and so on and so forth. Those, that to me was, was, um, highly profound. Um, yeah. And we would do the, either a, pass a stone or a talking yeah. stick, that kind of thing. Whoever has us, mm -hmm. we, we did some big meetings, didn't we? I just yeah. remembered that yeah. we had to split, split them sometimes yeah. into two groups. And, and there were times, yeah, they were hitting the buzzer. They would really start, talking and teenagers don't do that too much with each other and they're not safe they don't feel safe ever and so right, right. so that happened quite a bit i forgot all this stuff pre-covid yeah because that's why we don't do the drum circling right covid kind of knocked it out and um, and then we also kind of just knocked all, all got knocked around in our personal lives and yeah i mean it was it was interesting too because 
when when it first started because i think you and i started it together now that i think about it i think it. so yeah we we both just said let's let's oh but I, because someone had had talked about wanting to do something specific for the youth that's um, right that's and right so, got to uh, get a youth group going yeah, yeah. and so mm-hmm. um but it was interesting to watch early where it was just you know a handful of people until you know whatever the beginning of 2020 where a couple times we had to do two separate that's groups right. yeah, yeah and it was just um cultivating that that safety i think like you just said um because i don't excuse me i don't think that's common for teenagers in a lot of in a lot of aspects of life no you're very used to i mean young people today are very much trained to to project an edited life because you know most of their life is online in social media and that's a very edited you know you put a very certain specific mm-hmm. mask of yourself a persona of your an aspect of yourself right. you know? but you never you know it's to protect yourself you know uh and so yeah so this is an opportunity to get beyond that and to you know have your real soul your the essence of your soul speak perhaps what right what was um i know you participated in in them too from time to time jacob what was your sort of uh your memory or takeaway from those those convocations and and just as a witness of of it over you know over i don't even remember how long we did it two years maybe probably maybe three three yeah i don't know the most it's all it's all blurred together. Yeah, the last after, six years is all shuffled after COVID. Together. Yeah, it's just kind of. <laughs> Anyways, you're right. Yeah, what was sort of your as a witness to those? Um, I I I've always gotten uh good good stuff out of that because I think I think what I've what I've noticed is that it brings people. S- really people who are who are in their in their head all the time i mean they're just they're they're calculating the correct answers to things they're um they're uh uh, uh, planning how to get ahead in life i mean the the planner the schedules the all that stuff the their agenda for themselves their hopes their (laughs) ambitions right Yeah, yeah i mean that stuff is just it's it's almost it never turns off mm-hmm. but in in these in these uh uh settings in this type of circle this or drum circle or uh, sweat lodge or um ceremony you know there there's i think those things have borrowed from the those traditions i think those yeah, things are yeah. they're they're hybrids mm-hmm, you know, right so. but um in in those uh, the Quaker uh, yeah, style, yeah. yeah, for sure. That I think that's probably been the most profound for me, honestly, because it it's an exact way to to get yourself out of your mind, your plans, and uh, um, let you let you kind of hear yourself, let you hear your heart, and sometimes that doesn't happen in your own words. Sometimes that doesn't even happen in your own. Uh, um, idea. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in that group, you're sitting there and you hear someone else mm-hmm. saying something, and and it kind of like, well, you're, it just it just puts a light on mm-hmm. a spotlight on what 
it's so strange how that happens. I, I don't even, I've never understood that, but it doesn't even necessarily have to be something you speak or right. something you come out of, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Somebody can say something in that group that just makes you kind of like go, oh man, are they talking to me? Yeah, it'll be amazing, man. But, but just being, and that's just, that's just it is being in that space where you're finally listening. You're finally open, you know, like even in drum circles where we don't speak, that happens. Yeah. Even in drum circles where mm -hmm. there's no mm -hmm. language, you're right. not, you don't talk, you just hit the drum. I've introduced a drum, the drum circle to people as, hey, this, this is actually, the drum is empty. The drum is, there's nothing in it. Mm -hmm. When you hit the top, what's going to make the tone is the drum head and air that moves. It's going to make a bass note. It's just, it's an it's a vibration. Yeah. yeah. And so I've, I've compared that to the practice of silence or to the practice of prayer and entering into the inner, uh, inner room or the, uh, uh, the, what we would call the, um, I, I would call it the inner chamber or yeah, yeah. The inner room of the heart. For know? sure. Yeah. Um, and, and without even words, sometimes that type of experience of sitting there and I tell people while you're playing, Try not to play so loud that you only hear your drum. Mm. Try just for this time, try listening to the drum nearest yeah. you or, or another drum that you might pick out and then kind of play alongside that person as mm. best you can. Like you don't have to be, uh, uh, you know, Tito Puente, but, <laughs> but you, could, you could at least, you know, tap the drum head to the time that they're doing, mm. you know, follow in. Follow in. Don't be so quick to leave. Yeah, I forgot about those yeah, instructions. Yeah, those little instructions give. are big yeah, yeah. when it comes to dialing down. Mm -hmm. And and then when you kind of open people up into this, hey, it's not necessarily what you put into this drum. It's it's good. It is part that, but but there's an emptiness that is coming out. There's an emptiness that makes something from the emptiness. And so I would tell people, I would suggest to people that there's situations in our lives that we feel are empty situations, emptiness. Mm -hmm. Well, don't be so quick to try and solve these things psychologically, mentally, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, but intellectually in, and all yeah, that. But yeah. Lean into the, to the emptiness of that, yeah. accept the emptiness of this situation and cooperate with the group a little because the group has something you don't. Well, it's funny too, because that idea good. of listening to the person next to you and trying to combine with them speaks directly to this idea of community, right? That yeah, Desert Rain is all about, right? And so to do it in a microcosm like that of like, just listen to the person next to you and see what they're doing and uh -huh. just, you know, connect in that way, right? Because yeah. if I'm sitting here, there's someone to my left and right. So who knows which one I'm listening to? And then the, in the whole entire circle that's going on all around Oh yeah. The entire thing. I've been in some where I've heard we're all we're doing is playing rhythm, you know, instrument. We're just playing a drum and I've been in, they're all different tones and stuff, but I've been in some where all of a sudden I'm like, who is singing? Someone's singing. And I hear like, 
I can hear like a low humming mm. going on. And I'm like looking around, kind of trying not to look too close, you know, <laughs> trying not to stare. But I'm like, man, I, you'll just, and, and after a while, I'll just let it go. But yeah. man, you'll just, you'll just stumble into things, beautiful things where you're like, man, this is, this is amazing. I yeah. love this. Did you have something? It looked like you had something to add. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, in the I've read in the African tradition and probably First Nations, the drumming wakes up the ancestors mm-hmm. who begin, you know, and it wakens them to their I think Barbara Holmes said this, wakens them to their responsibility towards you. Amazing. So to speak. And then also, yeah, monastic communities. Uh that's what they're the chanting is, the yeah. same thing as drumming. And yeah. and I remember Cynthia Bourgeau did a teaching on chanting and she went to a Benedictine monastery and there, and they, that was the rule there. If you hear yourself singing, you're singing too loud. <laughs> Cut it so, out. Yeah. Yeah. Dial tone it, it, tone it down and listen to That's the person next to you. And then she also, yeah, was making fun of, not making fun of, but she said, you, you have to be crazy to form an intentional community. And so everyone in my little cohorts looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, which is, I am crazy. Well, yeah, anyway, it's an accurate so, state. It's an accurate state. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I don't, no one's ever accused me of being a functional adult. So, <laughs> but she said, you know, if you really wanted real, you know, community without the extreme pain of it, join a choir, you know, because mm. yeah, you'll learn how to, yeah, to sing yeah, together and drum yeah, together. Really, really. So that, so it's, yeah, so it's community building is what it does. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, it's, a, it's a very important. Which is funny because of, you know, asking you guys like the origin story of the drum circles and not really, you guys didn't really know the story, but it's because it, it's an obvious outbuild of the community that is Desert Rain, right? right? Yeah, like it, it yeah. was, it was never right. the planned yeah. intellectual, it just, exactly. it, it grew. It, it happened from the roots that were here. Yeah. because yeah, of what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. Exactly. exactly. Well, I, it's funny you, you mentioned that thing of like <laughs> hearing someone else say something and it it hitting you. And I was, you know, I was at a a recovery meeting last night, and and step six and seven talk about um, defects of character and shortcomings. Mm. And a lot of times, how come when you said that you said defects of character, you pointed at me, <laughs> and then you said uh, character flaws, no, short, <laughs> you pointed at him. Shortcomings. 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 Well, I'm the shortcomings. I'm the shortcut. <laughs> and then you looked at me and said shortcomings. No, I, you looked at the him. The shortcomings I pointed at. <laughs> so you got you got it mixed up. Anyways, um, and a lot of times in the recovery world, they're overlapped is the same thing that they just use different language in the two, but. What was said last night was like a defect of characters. Like if you go out to your car and there's a flat tire, so there's a problem. The shortcoming is getting in the car and driving on the rim and not, not attempting to fix the thing. Right. But so, you know, I've been going to recovery meetings now for over 15 years, but someone's saying that, and I might've heard that before, but someone that I was in the right place at the right time to hear it in such a profound way that's like, Oh my God, like, you know, and, and so, and a recovery me, all a recovery meeting is, is a mini ceremony. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it has the, the same sort of things you laid out in the convocation right. yeah. as far as the repetitiveness of it, same, you know, similar readings each time. Yeah. Um, and then discussion and, and, um, so yeah, just when you were talking about that, like having to hear it from outside of 
myself for something to to click and and just oh yeah register in in, in a profound and, and different way right and i might have heard that before who knows there's no way for yeah, me to know yeah. but i i heard it for the first time yeah that last night, night. i yeah. experienced it for the first time last night and it just oh, yeah. it's amazing how important these you know whether it's ceremony whether it's a drum circle whether it's a recovery meeting or, you know, even the Sunday meetings we have here, yeah. how important the consistency of those things are um, over a lifetime, you know, because, yeah. you know, things do ebb and flow, right? But engaging over a yeah. lifetime is, is, I don't know, there's something really, really mysterious and beautiful about it. It's hard to, hard oh, to pinpoint. Yeah. yeah, it becomes a discipline for sure to keep yeah. up with you know when the when the group is called or you know it, yeah. it's like there there's always there's always something to repair at the house or something to you know that you're trying to catch up on but to make that a, a discipline to mm. intentionally say this is a discipline yeah. like here in desert rain a lot of times the discipline is uh to get together and hang out <laughs> you know sometimes it's like well we just don't have time and it's it's hard and that that can happen for seasons but the discipline of saying okay this is very important to me let's get back to it at least you know make time up for a week and and it's always enlightening it's always yeah. like even if we're just kind of talking around and hanging yeah. out yeah that it be, it's because that community aspect uh is it, it, it's necessary in everything i mean i've learned how to be married because of this stuff mm. it's helped uh it's helped me learn how to uh fight fair with my wife and even and even lose every now and then right. <laughs> when, when she mom said it was okay when she rarely is right <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast yeah that's right <laughs> you can get your shots in here <laughs> um so we're coming up close on time. I don't know, David, if you had anything else you wanted to. Uh, I was just going to say, you guys are talking about a rhythm of life, as it hey were. Oh. Uh, what I did there. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> little hi-hat. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Rhythm of life. It's a rhythm of life. Get into it. Mr. Nedia, would you yeah. like to, any parting words? Oh, man, I just, I. I uh, I think that's super important and vital to uh, you know getting getting people uh, unplugged from time to time mm. you know getting people to to get out of their yeah. their computers from time to time and go out and meet uh, meet people because that's you know that's so profound that some people uh, will reflect us back mm. to ourselves. You can see things uh, you can see your reflection uh in another's eyes mm -hmm. or in another's words or in uh an, another's uh drum or you know the heartbeat you can hear yourself you can see the things that you're obsessing over at home mm -hmm. that seem to have no uh, um, way out or or just those cycles that people get locked into and man the, these this I, I think this is a way of kind of reimagining uh, these traditions that, right. we, you know, they're they're dying and they've been dying out, you know, and what are we going to do with them? I think we have to 
restore these things. I think um, like uh, we've spoken of in the past of the um, the rummage sale of the churches. Mm, we, yeah. We've mentioned in some podcasts before. Yeah, for sure. Right. This is that, you know, finding what's sacred, what's beautiful, you know, what's true and reimagining it, breathing life back into that thing. I think that's it. <laughs> Landed the plane, baby. Thank you. Um, thank you, Mr. Nedia, Mr. Morrison. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to Desert Rain Community Radio. We got another one in the... Oh, I thought you were about to sneeze. <laughs> Start Ended the way we started it. Um, thank you, Mr. Danny West, for editing and sound engineering. Uh, thank you again, Jacob Nedia at Monk Drums. Uh, desolate beauty or no dreamwalkerway.com for David's book named Desolate Beauty please and thank you yes uh, Kindle we got a Kindle version out there if you're so inclined to read it on your device and drcrpod.com for other episodes of this if um, if you listen to last month's episode with Jacob his other two episodes about the labyrinth about his road to desert rain or there's links in that one and i'll put links in this one for for those as well so till next week